What would it be like to do exactly what you want to do all day long and get paid for it? It seems like our last guest in the last episode, Laura Belgray, figured that out really, really fast. If you listen to that story, you would have realized that she never said yes to anything she didn't really want to do. She always walked around life following her gut and doing exactly what felt in perfect alignment with her. So it comes to pass that she has created a life that is specifically designed to be aligned with her, to make her happy, to make her the most productive person she can be in the best way that she can be. So if that's the kind of freedom that you are seeking, I want you to stick around because I am about to tell you in this companion episode to that interview about three things that Laura Belgray is doing very right in her business and that you could start doing right now. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while you're putting up the tree super late this season because hashtag 2020, I hear ya. And please don't forget to go to the review section, leave a five-star review and write something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Koveny, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. And before we get to the teaching, let's answer some of your questions. To submit a question for this segment, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and submit it there. I will answer it on the air. This first question comes from Devon Perea. Uh, she is at changereadylifecoaching.com and her question is, tell me about the biggest challenge you faced running your online business and how you overcame it. Uh, thank you so much, Devon, for your question. And I'm going to say right now, we all have challenges that we're currently working through that we have not overcome yet. So I'm going to tell you the biggest challenge that I overcame in the past couple of years starting my business uh, so that you can walk away with an actual lesson because um, there's many other challenges that I have not figured out yet. So I think the biggest challenge was to be able to charge higher prices. When I first started my business back in 2011, making websites by the hour, I was charging $30 an hour for web design and development. And I, I could have done much better, but I had all of these mindset things clogging me in my head. They were telling me that, well, I'm not really doing this for the money. I already have a full-time job. I don't really need the money. Um, you know, who cares? If I raise my prices, I may get fewer clients and that would be worse. So I had all of these excuses flying through my brain telling me that, what I was charging was fine and I should leave it the way it is. But once I started my online coaching practice, it became impractical. How many clients would I need to have in order to replace my full-time job? I had to raise my prices, but I didn't do it alone. This is not something that I woke up one day and got all the confidence and said, I'm going to charge higher prices now. It didn't happen that way. I actually had a mentor. I had a coach who challenged me to do this. I was charging 
you know, I thought that charging $300 for coaching was a lot. Who's going to pay $300 for coaching, right? She's the one that encouraged me to think much bigger. And my prices went from $197 or $247 for the premium package to $1,000, to $1,500, to $2,000. So it was really breaking through that barrier that really got me to see that it's not that I'm trying to get people who are stingy to pay more, right? I'm not trying to get people who are very price sensitive to pay me more because that's an uphill battle. That's like trying to convince you that you need something that you don't need for a price that you would never pay. I started to notice that I was attracting completely different people, people who were already used to paying thousands of dollars for coaching, people who had already been here before, people who saw that what I had, had a ton of value that they had never seen before and they would be willing to pay the premium price. So there's a whole mindset shift that happens when you start to charge higher prices and the first thing you notice is that you attract a completely different kind of client, the kind of client who not only can pay for that, but who is happy to pay that price to work with you. So I really hope that this helps anybody out there who's thinking about their prices and thinking that they're too low. Remember that. Remember that you're not trying to get people who have told you that your prices are too expensive at $200. You're not trying to get them to pay $5,000. You're trying to get the people who are already used to seeing the $5,000 price tag and say, yes, this is valuable and I'm going to go and sign up to work with her. That's the big mindset shift. The next question comes from Dr. Jackie Troyer, and you can find her at drjackietroyer.com, and the link is below in the description so that you guys can follow up with her. Her question is on the technical side. She's asking, is it possible to create video content for YouTube first and then submit as a podcast to Spotify or Apple? Okay, the first thing I want to do is clarify the moving parts that we're talking about here. First of all, the difference between what goes into a podcast and what goes into YouTube. YouTube likes video formatted files. What is that? It's a .mp4, right? Uh, Which is a video feed plus an audio feed. That's what an mp4 is. So let's put a pin on that. We have a video file that is going to go to YouTube. Podcasts, you don't actually, just to be super technical and, 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 and nitpicky here, you don't actually submit a podcast episode to, to Spotify or Apple. You actually upload your MP3 file, which is a purely audio file. You upload it to your podcasting host and then you tell Spotify and Apple to come and fetch that episode. You only have to tell Spotify and Apple that your podcast exists once. Just create a trailer episode, post it up to your host the first time that you're creating your podcast, then take your RSS feed link. <laughs> I start to get technical. Uh, just let Apple and Spotify know through their application process that your podcast now exists. From that point on, all you have to do is submit your episodes to your host and then automatically they will appear on Apple and Spotify. So that's kind of like a really quick and dirty um, description of what the, the flow of a podcast episode is. You have your MP3, you upload it to your host, and then Apple and Spotify pick it up through an application process that you do only once. And then after that, Apple and Spotify will know that you publish episodes automatically. Having clarified all of that, her question is, is it possible to create video content for YouTube first and then submit it? Yes, look at what I'm doing right now. So if you are listening on the podcast, you should know that you can get to any video episode 
um, of the stuff that I'm recording right now by going to theglobalphenomenon.com slash the name of the guest. And then if it's a companion episode, you put the name of the guest and you put dash C at the end. So in this case, the link for this episode where you can watch the video version of it, you would go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash Laura Belgray dash C because this is a companion episode to the Laura Belgray episode. How do you know which companion episode it is? Because it comes right after the interview episode. So if you go there, you'll be able to see the video version of this episode. And what I'm doing right now is I'm recording a plain video. I'm using my webcam. Um, it's attached to my computer. In my computer, I have a camera app <laughs> that I am recording this on and I am using my podcasting microphone to record this. So technically, I'm only recording one thing. I'm not recording the audio separately from the video. I'm just recording a video which will have the audio in it. Through the editing process of my podcast, I will render out just the audio file. So I will end up with two files. I'll end up with the video version and with the audio version. The audio version is what I go and I put into my podcast. And the video version is what I put into YouTube. So if you're asking, can you do both at the same time? That's what I'm doing right now. I record the video and then I split out the audio. One goes to the podcast, one goes to YouTube. That's what I do. If you are asking something else, if you're asking if you can record the video, upload it to YouTube, and then after the fact, somehow get the audio from YouTube and post it on your podcast, a couple things you need to know. Number one, yes, technically it's possible. But what you care about with your podcast is that it has very, very clean and perfect audio quality. So if the video that you uploaded to YouTube doesn't have great audio quality, it would not be a great candidate from a user's experience, from a, from a listener's experience. It would not be a great candidate to put on a podcast. So that's what you have to think about, that once you turn on the camera to record your YouTube video, remember that you're going to need a good microphone because the audio feed is going to be put in a podcast. So that's the only thing that I would say. Yes, it's possible, but you got to keep in mind that the audio has to be really clear, very crisp, sound professional, and that is what's going to go into the podcast. So I would never just record a video without a microphone um, and just expect that I'm just going to take that audio and put it on a podcast because that would not be a good experience for people listening on a podcast. I hope that answers your question, Jackie, and let us know if there's anything else we can do. If anybody out there is listening and you want me to answer your question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, type it in, and I will answer your question on the air. Now, let's go and learn about what Laura Belgray is doing really right in her business, and you should start doing too, right after this little sound. All right, are you ready to learn what she's doing right? I want you guys to start doing these things right now. So let's just get started. Number one, her website is a trap for her lead magnet. There is no way that you can go to her website and not stumble upon a way to join her mailing list. So why is this important? You guys, because you know I know about websites, okay? And I'm gonna tell you right now, when somebody goes to your site, on the homepage, they're not looking to read. <laughs> they're not looking to find out more about you. They're not looking to do anything other than click to find out more. From an intuitive usage perspective, people are expecting to go to your homepage and click somewhere that is going to give them the information that they're looking for. They're not expecting that information to be right there on the homepage. So knowing that, 
that people are intuitively wired and trained by a decade, two decades of using the internet, they're wired to go to your homepage and click on something. What do you want them to click on? You want them to click on your about page or do you want them to click on sign up for my mailing list? All of these things are things that you have control over. There are people out there who only have one page on their website and that page is buy my product <laughs> and that's it because they don't want you to do anything else. We interviewed Katia Varvanova. She's going to be our first interview of the year. That's episode 29 coming up for you and she doesn't like up until like this year that she's creating a real website for herself, she's always just had landing pages. And she has done really well for herself because she has managed to really create a funnel that you can't escape from. The same with Laura. So when you look at your online presence, remember, what do you want people to take action on? And are you making it easy for them to do that? And we know very easily right now that Laura wants you to go to her website and sign on to get her emails. You just do that. Number two that she does really well. She designed the business that she wants to live. She told us everything in this interview about how she knows herself, right? She knows that she is the kind of person who's not going to be, you know, running massive empires here, right? She appreciates her freedom. She appreciates uh, being able to write about things she wants to write about. She wants to talk in her own voice for herself. So she created a business based on that. Now notice that she didn't start out that way. She had to learn her way to creating the business, for her, the business of her dreams. So if you feel like right now you're paying some dues, I hear you, I understand you, she understands you. We all get to a place of designing the life we want after having tested some things and realized that they don't work. So. It's up to you to decide when is the pivotal moment? When am I actually going to start living the life I want, doing what I want and making money doing it? This new year that is coming up is a great opportunity for us to look at our businesses completely differently. Stop doing the things that we feel like we should be doing and start doing things we actually want to do. You even heard Laura say herself, she was writing her emails or her blogs in her own voice, doing whatever she wanted and she was still getting clients. She's like, I should be writing about copywriting. Well, the only people who are going to care about copywriting are the people who want to learn about copywriting. But people who want to hire you because you're good at copywriting need to see samples of your work. So she very much by accident created an entire body of work that showed how she thinks and how she writes. And it made people fall in love with her. Real estate agents coming to her saying like, I want you to do my copy, even though you don't write about real estate. And I you know, I don't actually want you to use your voice, but I like how you think. So what did that do? That created the opportunity for her to say, then I'm just going to do this for myself. So I asked her point blank, what is there? In, is there anything in your business that you would like to change in the new year? And she's like, no, <laughs> I designed it exactly the way I want it. And I want you to be able to say that by the end of 2021. So let's get started with that. And finally, her copy speaks in her own voice. So this is something that not everybody has the skill to do, but it can be learned. Writing as you speak. So um, I've worked with people who actually, they don't write as they speak. They speak like they would write. So I'm asking them, so who do you serve and what do you do for them? And they start throwing words like synergy and leadership and energetic. And I'm like, 
Is this how you talk all the time? <laughs> right? Use simple words. Use words that everybody would use. Talk the way, you, write the way that you think. And your emails are going to be so much easier to read because we don't think in full paragraphs. We think in quick thoughts that one lead to the next. And if you sign up for her mailing list, you will get to see that in our emails. If you sign up for my mailing list, you'll get to see that in my emails. I love writing them because it's my voice. So I want to challenge you. If you don't feel like you're writing the way that you speak, I think it's time for you to start experimenting with what that feels like to write something that just comes from the heart, comes from exactly what you want to say and see how people react. Let me know how it goes. And those are the three things that Laura Belgray is doing really right in her business and you should probably start doing right now. So how did that feel? Do you feel like you walked out with a few with a few gold nuggets that you can bring back to your life and your business and maybe make a great change for 2021? I surely hope so. And don't forget to click on subscribe because next week I have Karen Donaldson. She is a an amazing speaking coach. And I'm not just telling you she teaches you how to speak. She teaches you how to get paid for speaking. This is a completely new revenue stream that you could have in your business that by itself would be enough to fund your whole business. And you are underusing it right now. And I can tell you that right now because I know that I am. So I'm going to talk to Karen about how she got into this, how she has uh, appeared on TV so many times. She can't even put all of those videos on TV, right? Because she knows how to sell her speaking abilities, right? How to sell that magic that she has and put it out there for people to pay her to go out there and speak. So let's learn a little bit more about incorporating that into our business next week. Make sure to press subscribe. If you would like to ans ask a question for an upcoming companion episode, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question. I will answer it on the air and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.